Hello, and welcome to the Yoga and Yum podcast. My name is Sybil Shelton Ford, certified health coach, registered yoga teacher, and your host. And I'm super happy that you're here. This is the place where we practice deep mindfulness, radical self-care, and living our lives on purpose so that we can experience all the yum in our lives. All right, let's hop into this episode. Hello, hello. I hope that you are having a fabulous day or night. Right now, as I'm recording this podcast episode, it's the last day of August. It's August 31st, so I'm still sort of in this afterglow of the super moon. (laughs) That was a super blue moon, which was on August 30th. And I just felt inspired to try something new. So I'm continuing on with giving you the juice from my anti-anxiety toolbox. But normally, when I plan my podcast episodes, I write everything out, like from beginning to end, because my Virgo brain tends to work better that way. But today, I have like this different kind of energy, like this flowy, creative energy. And I decided that I'm going to give you the next tool in my toolbox without like writing a script. So this is me just sort of talking off the cuff, which is completely new for me. And strangely, I feel pretty good about it. So I'm just going to go with the flow. Hopefully it all makes sense. And yeah, let's get into it. But before that, let me just say that remember, I am a certified health coach and registered yoga teacher What I am not is a doctor. I am not a doctor. I am not a nurse. I am not a licensed therapist. I'm a person that has lived with anxiety for as many years as I could remember. And over the years, with my studies and practice of yoga, um, with having treatment from different therapists and other healing modalities, I've just developed what I call a toolbox that I use to keep my own anxiety in check. It's worked for me for the past several years. If you want to hear the first few tools, go back a few weeks and listen to those. Those are really great. And those are things that I do mostly every day, except for one, which is the mindset tool. But today, I'm going to give you the next one. And so this one, I have to be really honest, this is one that I had a hard time with. Like I had a hard time really coming to terms with it. I'll explain that later. I had a hard, I really wanted to reject it. The next tool that has been really, really powerful has been connection to people. So my last tool that I talked about was connection to nature and how important it is for our nervous systems. I think everyone's nervous system, but I'm going to now talk about me myself. It's just really important to help regulate our nervous systems because we're part of nature. But we are also part of a larger human community, meaning that Without the existence of other people, we literally can't live. So we come from another person, 
the person that gave birth to us and the person that sort of fertilized that egg so that we could could be born. But also we rely on the profession of others. So we rely on like farmers, people that grow food. We rely on doctors. We rely on, you know, caretakers, caregivers. But we also rely on others for the regulation of our own nervous systems. This was really hard for me to really get behind because for so many years, I have felt like a lone dog. (laughs) I've been sort of I won't say that I'm an outcast. However, because of how I choose to live my life and things that I tend that I believe, a lot of people can't relate to that. <laughs> a lot of people don't quite understand my veganism. A lot of people can't really get behind or really, you know, think it's kind of cute that I teach yoga or how interesting it is, but what they don't realize is not just that I teach it, I live it to my best, to the best of my ability. That I am kind of like a woo person. <laughs> Like I talked about the super moon and the full moon and all of that and how that really does affect me. And some people think that's just ridiculous. (laughs) So especially people in my family and in my my closer circles or the circles that I grew up in, they just don't get behind it. They kind of like, oh, yeah, Sybil, she's healthy and she's a little weird. And so it's been really difficult to connect with people in ways that I felt supported in the way I choose to live my life. Even my own kids think I'm wacky. <laughs> and I, I was wacky when they were little, right? And so I just kind of developed this practice of being this lone dog, like a lone wolf. I'm it. And yeah, I kind of created this community of one. Definitely community with family and friends and that kind of thing. But just knowing that I was, or just in my mind that I was separate from them And separate from most people. The only time I really felt connection was when I went on yoga retreat or when I went on um, other types of healing retreats because there were people that were like minded and I felt so rejuvenated. And I will tell you, it was really difficult for me to go home afterwards. In fact, I would sometimes dread going home after going on retreat because it was back to feeling isolated. But what I didn't realize is that feeling of isolation was feeding my anxiety. And I didn't really appreciate the fact that part of my overall well-being is to find my people, to find people who are more like-minded, to find people who you know, they're, they're part of my tribe. That doesn't mean that I have nothing to do with my, you know, other friends and family and neighbors and that kind of thing. That's not at all the truth because I do. In fact, I've over the last year, I think I've developed some pretty good, good strides in improving those relationships because it was important to me. But that connection to other people, this idea of being the lone wolf is not a thing. And it's really, really bad, I believe, for our, you know, our overall health, our overall mental health. And I was listening to a podcast where there was a 
therapist talking. I can't remember the name of the podcast. And she was explaining this phenomenon of needing other people. And she explained it in this way. She said, we rely on other people to co-regulate with. Now, you may not know this, but my educational background is in education and child development and human development. My master's degree is in is in child development, essentially. And what I've learned about self-regulation is that young children don't self-regulate. In fact, we can't really self-regulate until around age 25 when the prefrontal cortex of our brains is completely developed, which happens at around age 25. And until then, we co-regulate with others around us. So what I thought was really interesting is the audience that this person has is, you know, they're adults. Most of us are over the age of 25. So when she said we need to co-regulate with other people in in order to be well was really striking to me because I always thought I don't really need to co-regulate because I'm over the age of 25 and so I can self-regulate. And that's sort of like the the epitome, if you will, of human development in my brain was to be able to self-regulate, that this kind of gives me autonomy and it gives me agency over my entire being because I can, I can self-regulate. But she brought up this thing that says this idea of wanting to be or thinking that you need to be separate from other people can cause damage, can increase anxiety, and in some cases can shorten our lives because we are social animals. And therefore, we literally count on and need other people for our well-being, not just the things like, oh, we, we need the people to deliver food to the grocery store and we need doctors. We need people to take care of us if we get sick. We need not. It's more than that, that we need to find those communities that kind of help us regulate our parasympathetic response so that we can live more in this sort of rest and digest state instead of fight or flight. And so the key to it, she was saying, is to find those people to help you do that, to help you to support your parasympathetic response. And I will tell you that was really difficult for me to get behind because in the past I've had you know, my relationships with people, even family members, has been strained, to say the least. And so I was really comfortable. I got really comfortable, or so I thought I did, with being separate from that and being self de- self-sufficient. In fact, I was really proud of myself being self-sufficient. Like, I don't really need this person. I don't really need to do this. I can go, I can do this stuff by myself. I don't really need this. But as I started to dig a little bit deeper into well-being on this sort of grander scale, that's not true. (laughs) It's just simply for me, it's just not true. And I probably believe that it may not be true for most people. 
that we really do need to find or create, nurture these communities, people that we can co-regulate with so that we're okay, so that our nervous systems are okay, that we're not always, again, in fight or flight. And that has been a journey. I, I say that this connection to people is a tool in my toolbox because now that I've sort of been able to find community, some of them are online. Some of them are with other people. In fact, some of the people that I've connected with have been people that I think if my mother sort of looked in and said, wow, I can't believe you're friends with that person or you're that close to that person because your age difference is really great or whatever. You can put your finger on like that's an unlikely relationship based on X, Y, Z. But I found that because I understand that better that we need to have those things in our lives that I kind of pushed away these ideas of what I thought was supposed to be or what other people might think you should do. So kind of letting go of other people's judgments, like I can't believe you're friends with that person or I just wouldn't have believed that you would have fit into that group or whatever their expectations are. And sort of let that go. And that's been a journey over the last few years. But those relationships that I have nurtured both online and in person have made this enormous difference in my overall well-being and the management of my anxiety. So, yes, one of the tools in my toolbox is connection to people. When I was studying um, to be an anxious to awesome facilitator, it's a program that is designed for children really and how to help them manage their anxious feelings looking through the yogic lens. One of the tenets of that program is connection to other people. And we do things in class to help them connect to other people, to the people in their, in the, in the classroom. So there's stuff that we do like partner poses, partner breathing, kind of fun games to get them to connect. Because for so many of these kids, they, you know, they're anxious about connecting to people. They're anxious about talking or being in front of people, people they don't know. It wasn't until I really took that class a few years ago that I started to see how I needed that in my own life. I guess I can put it that way. I needed that in my own life as well. And that was a part of my life that I was ignoring. And I won't even say I was ignoring. It was more that I just sort of figured I didn't need it. And I didn't understand the importance of it. And as I did that deeper dive. And it's really funny how things kind of show up in your life. So first it was on a podcast, (laughs) like I'm like, oh, and then the next thing that happens is I take this training and it's almost like the universe was trying to show me this is what's missing. In order for you to even feel better, you need to figure out how to 
re-enter into us, into social and other relationships with people because you need it. Your nervous system needs it. So yeah, I feel like I've gone around and around with this one. Hopefully I'm not, uh, haven't confused you too much. But yes, connection to people is one of the tools in my toolbox. I really do believe that we have to figure out how to find our people. And we have to figure out ways to nurture those relationships. Two of my favorite groups of people that I meet with regularly happens to be online. (laughs) Happens to be in groups that meet online once or twice a week. And sometimes there's a topic that we talk about. Sometimes there's, you know, it's just we just kind of (laughs) meet. We just kind of have lunch together online. And some people would say, oh, yeah, these are the crazy hippies. (laughs) These are the woo-woo people. But that's cool because they're like woo-woo people all over the country and they're from all over the world that kind of tune in and we are sometimes online for two hours. And it's it seems weird because we're not like physically together. And I figure like that's not going to work because, you know, how can you really connect with somebody online? But I will tell you, it's been completely joyous for me. I look forward to seeing them um, every week. So it is possible. So if you're kind of a person that figures like, I don't know how to make other friends. Because that was my biggest concern. I'm like, usually once you get past a certain age or whatever, it's harder to make friends, especially as an adult, at least for me, because I tend to be, um, I'm not a gregarious person. I'm not an outgoing person. I'm fairly reserved. Typical Virgo. I thought, I don't know how to do this. How am I going to do this? How am I going to find my people? But it's just really interesting how things show up in your life when you ask for them. And I'm one of those people too that really believe that when you ask, it's given. (laughs) You know, I kind of just put it out there in my journaling. I've asked God for it. I'm like, I'm open to non-traditional types of ways of connecting with people because I understand that that's something that I need. And lo and behold, it, it shows up. But things like, you know, joining book clubs or there's a website called meetup.com where they have different meetups in your area based on an interest. So there's like raw food groups, raw, you know, raw vegan groups. There are book clubs. I belong to one that's called Shut Up and Write because I'm writing another children's book. I'm actually writing two. And I it's nice because there's just there's time that we just kind of sit <laughs> together. We don't do anything and we are just writing. <laughs> It kind of holds us accountable to doing that. And then we talk afterwards. So there are just like different ways. And it's been really kind of cool to find these different ways to find other people. I'm also taking dance classes and art classes because I've always wanted to. And it's taken a little bit of bravery to do that because it means I've got to come out of my shell a little bit. But because I really do want I just, I want those kinds of relationships. 
you know, with things that with other people who are interested in things that I'm interested in. So that is the next tool in my toolbox is to honor your connection with other people. And what can you do to nurture those relationships? Because being the lone wolf, it sounds sexy at first until it doesn't. And I think, I mean, that's not true. I guess some people, they really can be that person. But I know that I've learned that I, I'm not, even though I thought I was, I'm really not. And I believe that is probably true about most of us. Most of us are probably not the lone wolf, that we really do need connection with other people whether it's family or friends or organizations or something because we need that connection we need that co-regulation with people who make us feel safe so I hope that you have those people in your life and I hope that you continue to nurture those relationships it has been a learning thing for me because it has been big it's like a big behavioral changes on my part to trust that not everybody in the world wants to hurt me not everybody in the world's going to cheat me not everywhere you know that kind of thing because I, I did have those experiences in the past and I just felt safer just to be by myself and safer just to be by myself because I'm you know the way I live my life is so different than everybody else or most people that I know So I figure if I can do it, anybody can, because like I said, I'm not the most outgoing person. I am fairly reserved and in the past have been fairly untrusting. So if I can figure it out, I just I really have hope that other people can, too. So I really do hope that you have your people to help you co-regulate so that you self-regulate better and that you have a sense of peace all right my friends thank you so much for tuning in it really means a lot if you feel so moved please consider leaving a review or even better please share this episode with someone that it could really help for more you can follow me on instagram at yoga and yum with sybil and on Facebook at As You Are Yoga and Yum. Until next time, here's wishing you all the yum in life. Peace. Bye.